Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Most Certainly True. This is Pastor Bondo, and with me today are my brothers in ministry here, two of them, uh, Pastor Hockman and Pastor Strong. How are you guys? I'm doing wonderful. Yeah? Yeah, it's great to be here. It's Friday, having a great day. I'm assuming everybody can recognize which voice is which voice, and and they, they should by now, or they'd have a way to figure it out, I suppose. Just in case, this is Pastor Strong. And I'm Pastor Hockman. Thanks for having me today. Yeah, glad to have you. And this is a special edition of Most Certainly True because we want to recap a little bit and uh, and celebrate Grace Bible Study Days. So in the month of August, we have three midweek days, a Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday night, where it's sort of like a family vacation Bible school or a, an evening where we share a meal together, we have a devotion, we break out into... Bible study groups and the kids go and have some some fun together doing some crafts and songs and, and learning Bible stories. And then uh, we all come back together after about an hour um, for music and dessert and, and close it down. And three nights in a row. It's been a, it's been a lot of fun, hasn't it? it? It really was. Yeah. So to celebrate it, um, why don't we... Uh, one of the things that we do as pastors for this is uh, we write out our different tracks... Uh, that people can take for those three nights, um, and then they sign up. And I'm out of curiosity and a way to sort of summarize this. Uh, it'd be cool to go through and review some of the things that you you taught and focused on in your sessions. Who wants to go first? Rock, paper, scissors? Okay. Paper, scissors, shoot. Ooh. Oh, both scissors. Paper, uh, paper beats, beats rock. rock. So I'm going gonna, gonna, gonna to defer. You're going to defer? I'll take the ball in the second half. You okay? And we'll let I guess that's, you know, I guess that's an option. All right. There it is. Well, <laughs> I'll go first then. Um, my my class was called Lost and Found, and we took a look at uh, just one chapter of the Bible, Luke chapter 15, um, sometimes known as the great lost chapter of the Bible, and mm-hmm. not in the sense that we have missed it for all this time and all of a sudden found it. <laughs> the lost chapter. Right, the lost chapter. No, it's it's called the lost chapter, referred to the lost chapter, because um, in it Jesus teaches three parables, each of them having to do with finding something that was lost. And so you have the parable of the lost sheep, you have the parable of the lost coin, and the parable of the lost son, or sometimes known as the prodigal son. Probably one of the more um, well-known parables in all of Scripture. And uh, so we took a look at this and just uh, saw how how the Lord just has this desire to seek us who are spiritually lost. And and each night as we looked at, at one of these parables on, on each evening, mm-hmm. we looked at um, at seeking those who are who have strayed from the flock, right, with the with the, the lost sheep. So those who have strayed from their church family um, or are strained from their faith. Um, how do we how do we address that? And then the second night we talked about seeking our neighbors, so those who are lost in the mess of this world, um, and tied that in with the f- looking for that lost coin in the messy house. And then the last one was um, how God seeks just us personally, um, because we're so much like the two sons who find mm-hmm. themselves pretty lost. And all of it revolved around this great love that that God has for us, and is displayed in that Father's reaction to His to his son. So it was really a, a fun couple of nights, three nights of, of exploring this idea of finding the lost. That's a neat, it's a neat theme for people to, to grab onto, especially when you've got, it sounds like those three distinct areas that you got to discuss the way that we view being lost with one another and with people outside 
our, I guess you could say, I like our congregational life. Um, and then, of course, our own selves. I like it. Yeah, it was really fun. Cool. Any follow up to that, Pastor Hockman? Are you are you are you ready? It's the second half now. Yeah, it's your awesome. Turn. The kickoff has now come to you. It has. Well, hopefully we will. Don't fumble. No touchdown. We're gonna get a touchdown <laughs> for sure. To the house. <laughs> so I had the the privilege of leading a study that we called Joy in Jesus, a study of uh, the book of Philippians, Paul's letter to those dear Christian brothers and sisters that he met as he served that church. Um, the theme of the book was taken from chapter four, Philippians four, verse four, rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Uh, Paul showed how we can have joy in all circumstances. And that theme is especially highlighted as we consider the context of where Paul was, as he writes it, he's in prison. He's in his house arrest in the, in the city of Rome. Uh, yet he's thinking about um, his his family of, of faith there that he has uh, left behind hmm. kind of makes you consider what are the, the things that are going on in your life, some things that maybe would tempt us towards losing joy, towards being sad or, or depressed or uh, upset. Uh, but we can rejoice in the Lord always knowing that he has a good and perfect plan for us and um, is carrying out that plan for our benefit. Mm-hmm. Kind of an interesting connection. So Paul meets the people in Philippi. Uh, that's recorded for us in Acts chapter 16. It's during his second missionary journey. Mm-hmm. And one of the most memorable things that happens to Paul and Silas as he's there in Philippi is he's arrested and thrown in prison. And they're chained to the, the prison wall in the basement. He and Silas are singing hymns. They're mm-hmm. showing joy in the Lord in all circumstances. They can be happy even in this time that most people would be sad because they know uh, God's got a plan. God's in control and nothing can take heaven away from me. Nothing can take away the, the hope that we have of a real life in a real place that lasts forever. Um, and now Paul moves on, ends up in prison again, and can write a letter filled with that same joy, um, knowing that God's in control. Did you count how many times you said the word joy in the last three days? How many times I've said the word joy? Mm -hmm. I don't know how many times I said the word joy, but we (laughs) counted how many times Paul said the word joy in the book of Philippians, and it's 16 times. 16 times he uses the word joy, rejoice, or be glad all come from the same Greek word. 16 times in four little chapters, (laughs) um, and we cataloged many more reasons and opportunities we have to be able to rejoice. In one of the last verses, uh, I believe it's verse 22, if memory serves me correctly, um, Paul's sending greetings like he often does at the end of the letter, and he says in there, all the members of Caesar's household send their greeting. Hmm. So Paul gets on this house arrest. He's probably got a guard that's chained to him. He talks about his chains. Um, Yet what did Paul do? Instead of moping around about losing his freedom... He said, I've got a mission field that's literally chained to me. Mm. And he told them about Jesus and he showed them, hey, I'm writing this letter uh, to these people who also have this joy in Jesus and I'm encouraging them to have joy in Jesus. And now the entire household, the entire palace guard certainly seems like came to faith in Christ. Um, God had a plan. God Mm -hmm. had a plan and a reason why Paul would 
go through those sufferings. He had a plan and a reason why Paul would be in that place at that time Mm -hmm. um, and look at the eternal benefit and the eternal harvest that was reaped for um, the Lord's kingdom. So we talked about perspective. We can have a different perspective on even the challenges, even the struggles we go through. And we can have joy in knowing that God's got a plan for us and is using us to carry out a, a will that is far beyond our understanding and, and far better than the way that we would map things out. So mm. joy in all circumstances, rejoice in the Lord always. Wow, that's great. Um, I had the, uh, the third option, the third class, which was a spiritual leadership using the account of Abraham and Sarah and the chapters of Genesis and and kind of picking different stories to focus on. Of course, Abraham is like this huge leader of a new nation. Uh, it's sort of like a given uh, that he's he's going to be in a position where other people are going to follow. I mean, he's picking up his his own house and all that are associated and connected, including Lot, you know, and other family members, and they're all moving around. And so throughout, you can you know that there's a training for this father of the promise. And I think as you rub maybe what we can learn socially about leaders and followers, you rub some of that with the the way God, and they depended on God, you know, to lead them, uh, show me where I'm going to live, tell me more about this promise. And there's just a lot of the, I think the real nugget for us is to understand how the best spiritual leaders are those who understand and and know they're being led by God and being confident in that and knowing where God is going and uh, the things that God celebrates um, and focuses on, then we we begin to learn and share these things. So we enjoyed looking at, at a couple of stories, you know, that would accentuate characteristics or traits or things that we would want to use to um, model or strategize in our own spiritual focus and influence that we would have spiritually in other people's lives based on what happened with Abraham and Sarah. So that was our three nights, which was some fascinating kind of um, open open discussion around around the table on it, which was really good. So I had a lot of fun. I'm assuming you guys had a lot of fun too. It was really enjoyable. Yeah. It's a special week. We put in a lot of time. It's a little bit um, tiring, wouldn't you say? But it's a good kind of tiring. I mean, you're you're intensely into these portions of Scripture for a couple of days. It's exactly. great. That's good. How about um, some feedback on the nature of doing three nights in a row? It's very different from having a Bible class that's like one Sunday, then wait a week, and another Sunday, wait a week. Um, what are your, maybe, a, what's a favorite thing? I'll say a favorite, doesn't have to be the favorite, but what's a favorite thing of having a ministry set up like Grace Bible Study Days is that you guys would pick? Do you have something come to mind? I'm putting you on the spot. Yeah, um, I think for me it's uh, the fellowship. It's and what I mean by that is is you get this really cool opportunity to really get to know some of your fellow grace members. Um, mm-hmm. You know, three nights in a row you get together for a meal ahead of time. Which, if I had to pick my second favorite thing, it was the food. Our food was <laughs> outstanding was this year. It was just awesome. Seconded. Um, 
Yeah, yes. so so you're getting together with with your your fellow believers over a good meal, and uh, you, you get this opportunity just to get to know each other. You see the kids just running around and loving, hanging out with one another, which is a really cool thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when you get into, you break off into the smaller groups, and and then you really get to for three nights. You're seeing some of the same faces, maybe people you don't usually see because maybe you're a 7:45 Sunday worshiper, and, and you're gonna hang out with a 10:30 right worshiper that you're not gonna see, or a Monday night, or whoever, and however mm-hmm. it all works. So you're getting to know some people that maybe you don't, and um, you build some really cool relationships. And it's neat how, like, Tuesday night, it's a little quieter. Everyone kind of eats, and then there's, like, you know, I wouldn't mm-hmm. even call it necessarily awkward, but just a little bit of it's not as, as loud. But then by Thursday, you know, before that devotion time, after the meal, it's it's louder. You know, people mm-hmm. are, are enjoying each other's company. They're building relationships. And, and that's truly, I think, one of the the blessings is building relationships with with our Lord, obviously, but also with each other. Yeah, so I, I love that. I I agree. That's great observations you're making of those way that people change and get to settle into like a routine almost in in just a span of a short time and right. get comfortable with each other. We did have to turn the microphone up in the in the great hall each yeah. day. Each day, each day, it's right. a, little, it was a little harder so. to get everyone's attention. Yeah. Right? Hey, stop talking! They're you just, almost hate doing that. <laughs> Say, stop talking! No, just yeah. for a minute, so we can get some instructions going. But. No, I, I think really I think that's really fun. There's quite a community when you go through this three day experience. It's almost like it's retreat without being twenty four seven. But you know, you're spending some close knit time that has more immediate memory making and things. And you think of the way we sing at the end, and every year we share some of the same songs with previous years, and so there's something of a familiarity people gain and. We close it down with Jerusalem the Gold and you know, standing up. That's been a really rich tradition. So some of those things, I think, all, all help. I love that highlight of the fellowship because you just can't say enough about it. Pastor Hagman, yeah. you have something else that's a So your F word was fun and favorite, and your F words were food fellowship and food. fellowship. Oh, yeah. That's a, this and is so great I'm going to have an F word also, mm-hmm. and it's faith. There you go. Um, I was really encouraged at the number of people who came and were excited to spend some weekday evenings together in God's Word and where we could grow together in in uh, grace and mercy that comes only from from Jesus. Uh, that was a, that was a cool thing, and that the corporate nature of the opening devotion and then the closing hymns uh, was really cool, and then getting to do the smaller studies in smaller groups where where we could grow not just with one another which was awesome but we could could grow in our understanding and appreciation uh, of God's love for us and that motivates us then to live out our faith in, in the world wow i think you get the prize for the best the best favorite for the most spiritual mm-hmm. f word yeah, yeah. <laughs> i was going to add how about this one format ooh i like it because by condensing the three, you know, I kind of hinted at this before, but by condensing into three straight nights in a row, you know, you've got like a familiar language. At least I did, you know, in our room. You've got a language we used just the night before that's still fresh in the, like freshly deposited in the bank account, you know. It's something that's very fresh. familiar. You get to use fresh, familiar format. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, that just happened. And that format, then I I think the deeper dive into a topic, that's two D's. I'm sorry, but um, that deeper dive you get to take because you can kind of pick up where you left off with Chaz two F's at the end of it. 
off. And run with you're it. stretching it. Daniel, I think we're one. doing F's at the beginning of words and oh, not at the end of words. Stop. <laughs> Uh, but it is a really neat week. It's nice to highlight this and uh, use it, hopefully, as something we can um, we can plug and make a case for next year. I had some comments. I don't know about you guys. I had some feed- feedback. There you go. I had some feedback from people that said we should do this more often and have, like, almost quarterly. Um, should we do it more frequently? More frequently, yes. There was a little girl that said I could do this. Um, three times each of the four weeks of the month and have 12, 12 Maybe days. February would be a good time to... Maybe February. Wow, we're developing a ministry plan right here. Pastor Strong, you're not contributing to this. Uh... No, that's, that's He's right. thinking the wheel's turning. The wheels are turning. <laughs> <All right. laughs> you better act fast because... <laughs> <laughs> no, maybe maybe uh, our listeners should tell us what their, their favorite part of of uh, Grace Bible Study Days was, and share that with not just us uh, as as the pastors and staff who helped put this together and plan it, but with their with their friends and fellow church members. Just to throw a few more F words out there. Yes, share it with your friends. And did we mention that this has been a longstanding tradition for the family at Grace, and it was its 35th year this year. That's correct. And isn't that amazing? That is amazing. I know it's morphed a little bit and and evolved a little bit, but it's uh, quite the phenomenon. That's PH. Sorry. (laughs) Again, you're stretching it. (laughs) (laughs) I like it though. I like the effort. Yes. Thank you. Good. I don't know if there's anything else to share as we continue to do this. We'll have to do it again next year and see what comes up. So stay tuned for another year. Stay tuned for, for another year. two of the Grace Bible Study Days recap. Yeah, and maybe it'll be in February if we can it make it be. happen. It could be. Who knows? Well, thanks for your time today, brothers. It's nice to recap this, and uh, go Jesus. Go Jesus, absolutely. We have to end this the right way, the most appropriate way, which is, this is most, most certainly, certainly true. true. Amen. Thank you. Jesus Christ is there.